what do you do about your resting bitch face? <laughs> uh, have a resting pleasant face. I'm keeping that in, by the way. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dave from Chase Summit. And today's a special episode because if you notice, if you're on YouTube right now, I have somebody with me. This is my first in-person guest. She came wearing the appropriate shirt. <laughs> may or may not have given it to her and forced her to wear it. You um, forced me to wear it today. Not today. I, I like how you said today because <laughs> other days I have forced you to wear it. So today I have my wife with me, Jennifer Dillon. Say hey. hi, Jen. Hey. I, I have a way to like put clapping in the background, but <laughs> I don't think... I don't think I have the, ah, there we go. There's Jen. <laughs> nice. You have to okay. like teach me how to do that stuff so I can do that for you. You can be the podcast be that. producer. Yeah. I do have a degree in radio video broadcasting. It's true. In case you forgot. So why am, the one, why am, why am I the one on YouTube? Because everything I learned is completely obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> how many years ago? A long time ago. Um, like, Oh my God, I don't, I don't even know. 15, 20 years ago. What, your broadcast degree was 15? Uh, yeah. Were you? Literally nothing I learned applies to anything today. Did you record on tapes back then? Like uh, beta, or um, is it Betamax or I, mini, mini DV? Like when I was young, I used to do like the actual like linear editing with like the knobs and it was literally like a VHS over here and a VHS over here and a bunch of knobs. Mm. And then iMovie came out and it was like, Kind change of life, the, change was life changing. Well, um, this is riveting Anyways. talk, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I could. It's, I probably have like a base. I could probably get it back. All right. Well, you just offered, and you're it's recorded, so now now you have to. Should I be looking at you with the camera? I don't know where to. Look I don't, right you can now. look wherever you. I don't know. <laughs> this is the first time we have in person, so bear with us here. I don't know to look at. I don't know which way to look. I can't tell if I'm looking that way. If it looks bad. But that's besides the point. I'm just going to go like this. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is my wife, Jen, everybody. Uh, Jen has joined us to talk a little bit about her running and her goals this year. And we're also going to do a Q&A from Instagram. I posted up an Instagram story a couple of weeks ago. You're supposed to be on last week, but we couldn't find time to do it. Um, <laughs> so today the baby's napping literally right below us and we can't be too loud or we will wake her up. But um, she's on the show now, so we're going to do the Q&A from last week today from Instagram. Um, and, but before that, I do want to give a huge shout out to the Patreon members, uh, the YouTube members. If you don't know what that is, check out the link at the bottom of the show notes. It's a way to support this podcast. And make sure to check out the merch store so you can get an awesome shirt like what Jen's wearing right now. I, sh I should have worn mine. I'm not even wearing a CTS shirt or a hat. I'm not even wearing a CTS hat. Um, check out the merch store. We still have the 20% off discount code going for BFCTS20 is the discount code. That's a Black Friday discount code, can by I the way. Can I use that code? <laughs> you can use that code. Yes. Um, okay. So with that out of the way, uh, I want to just talk about your background in running, Jen, and what got you into it. I mean, I know the story, but I feel like people need to know your story since you've appeared on the YouTube channel in a race video running 32 miles. Uh, okay, well, that was my only ultra I've ever done. For well, the record. only for now, right? But we're getting it. But I am a road runner. I would say we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Okay. Though. But what got you like, I know 
when we met, we were into the gym scene. And then yeah. at the time, I think you hated running. I think you still do hate running, but you do it anyways. Um, I do. I really hate it while I'm doing it. I only <laughs> do it because afterwards I'm like, I loved that. I feel so good. But while it's happening, uh, it's pretty miserable. I mean, not it's not awful. It's miserable in the winter. I, I hate it in the winter. I hate being cold, but I do it just because I feel good after. I don't know. So what I you, thought that was everybody. But what got you there? Like what started it? Um, well, yeah, I've always kind of gone to the gym like since I was younger. I feel like I think it was around like 15 or 16. I quit whatever sports I was doing. And my dad was like, well, what are you going to do for exercise? Jennifer?" <laughs> and he made me join the gym. He literally was like, well, you can join the gym. And I'm like, OK. So I always liked working out. I but I I didn't run that often, I would say, I don't know. I never ran more than four or five miles like in my life until probably, I don't know, five, six years ago. Um, so, well, I don't know if you want do, me to like. Do you remember, this is off topic, but do you remember the day I brought home my first pair of running shoes? Yeah. Do you remember how you reacted yeah, to that? Yeah, I laughed at you. She because laughed. Because I was running She laughed at the in time. my face. Not like a ton, but I ran, I was <laughs> I would say I was a runner back then. Yeah. And you were like, I was like, what are those? And you're like, I bought these running shoes. And I was like, okay. And $29 then, red Reebok running shoes that were terrible. And then he went out and ran six miles. I think it was six. Mm. And you came home like an hour later. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I, like, I can't even run. I was like, what? And that's when I knew you were like kind of a psycho. And kind of had like the men, you have like the mental game for a runner because mm. that's just what crazy people do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do remember that. So um, let's get back to like, you were casually running, but at what point were you like, did you have goals to run marathons and things like that? Um, I don't do you want, so I'm going to like talk about my no excuse mom group. Yeah. That's kind of wait, how I became a runner. Wait, let's plug it. Um, Jen is in a, in a group just for moms. Uh, just for moms, right? Yes. Yes. Like so yeah, I started that nine years ago. Um, I saw this like viral picture of Maria Kong where she, she had this photo that went viral of her and her three kids. She had three kids like back to back to back. And the youngest one was like eight months old. And she had this picture online that was like, said, what's your excuse? And, um, it was kind of went viral because it was controversial because there was, you know, a bunch of moms who took offense to it. I don't know if I'm supposed to be looking. <laughs> Just go either way. Um, Whatever you okay. feel comfortable. So, so you can look at half me. the moms that saw it were offended and were like, you know, I don't need to look like that anymore. I'm a mom. And then the other half, people like me were inspired by it. And I was like, if she looks like that, I can get my body back. And I was at the time had, you know, we just had our first son and I was struggling um, really bad because I was used to just going to the gym at my own leisure and whenever I wanted. And now I didn't have the time anymore. So I had Googled this woman and found out that she ran these uh, free, no excuse mom groups all around the country. Um, and I was trying to find one around here and she emailed me back herself and said, no, there's none, but do you want to start one? And I was kind of like, me, I'm not like qualified to do that. And she was like, oh, you don't need to be, you just need to be, you know, a motivated mom that wants this for their community. So I, I just took a step outside my comfort zone and I was like, you know what? why not me to bring this to my town? Cause I wanted it in my town so bad. And I'm like, I can do this. Um, I like hung flyers all around the town and put it in the newspaper. And I was like, meet me at the park on Sunday mornings, you know, bring your kids and we'll work out. Uh, and it took several years of going to the park 
a lot of times I'd have no shows. I would just be there by myself, like doing squats, looking like a weirdo. But I was like, I don't care. Like I was really, really dedicated and I did it every week, same time, same day. And over the years, I just eventually found the right people in the town. Like they're there. There's other like-minded moms like me. I just needed to find them. Um, so I built this group for my town, um, which by the way, if you want to start a free group, you can go to noexcusemom.com and get in contact with your local manager. They can help you set up a group. Quick plug. Um, quick plug. Well, where, where is that? Uh, noexcusemoms.com. <laughs> is that like where you can type in your zip code? Um, yeah, you can local? find a group or you okay. can, you know, get in contact with someone about starting one. You don't have to be like a fitness professional, just somebody who wants to, you know, bring this to their town. And um, honestly, you know, it sounds like cheesy, but it was like life changing because, you know, for the last nine years of becoming a mom, I just have surrounded myself with all the kind of people that I want to be like. And we all have the same goals and we all the same struggles, but um, we try to, you know, keep our health a priority. So um, anyways, I started this group and within that group, I found girls to run with because I was running sometimes, um, not a ton of miles, but um, unfortunately when you have a bunch of kids, there's not a lot of time. So you have mm. to get up at like the crack of dawn before everyone wakes up. So I started running at 5 a.m. and I, I won't run by myself. I won't run in the dark. So I was, you know, find, using my group to find people to run with me. And then within that, we just built like a whole nother group of no excuse runners in the town um so yeah I think we we had my first I don't know I think it was 2019 we were training um for a half marathon a bunch of us and we did that that was I'd never run a distance like that before ever but that was like the next step because we had hit you know I'd done a 10k before so now we're like okay we're gonna do this half marathon um we trained for it that was the Bay State half right yeah in Lowell yeah um and me and my friend we got to like the start line and we had we were training at like a 10 30 pace and we're like let's try and do this in two hours <laughs> and like we had no business doing that at all but we actually did it like we were like keeping our pace the whole time and we almost died like she was like vomiting at the end I literally came home I had a fever and I like told uh, you yeah. I had the flu and you're like no no you have a post-race fever I'm like no something's really wrong with me yeah, like you were, you were wrecked from I know that. we had no business running that fast but we were like yeah let's do it and we somehow did it and so I, I remember you laying on the couch with like a wet towel on your head I literally had a, took my temperature and I was like I can't believe I, I'm sick <laughs> and you're like you're not sick <laughs> I never heard of that fever. But I, yeah, we, that was crazy. But we were so proud of ourselves, obviously, as any runner probably is. And then like within a week, we signed up for the next year for the fall. We're like, we'll do the fall next year. And then, of course, the next year was 2020. So it got canceled. And um, we just, you know, had some obstacles in our way. Um, but basically, we were like, still going to do it. And um yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, like how, how much to get into on that. That's probably like a whole nother, so, whole nother segment. But. So the whole thing started with your group, basically, and the fact that you didn't want to run alone. And then you found Correct. a lot, a lot of like minded friends to run with you. And that kept progressing until last year where you ran an ultra marathon, right? Yes. 
So, so I would say, yeah, just kind of surrounding myself with people who wanted to just push themselves a little further and a little further. And we did the half and then we did a full. And then last year, I, was, I just wanted to do something that I'd never done before. And I was like, oh, now I've done a marathon. I didn't love it. <laughs> but I love the feeling of doing something that I never thought I could do. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I'll sign up. So for, for the listener out there, if you haven't seen it yet, head over to the main Chase the Summit channel where you can see a whole video about Jen and I running that ultra together. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, probably the first time in since a child was born where we've been alone together for <laughs> eight hours, like yeah. isolated in the woods. <laughs> it was very different. Uh, but it was really, it was a lot of fun. How did you, so there's probably a lot of people out there who are like training for their first ultra. What do you, what were your takeaways from that race? Like, so for the listener, it was a 32 mile, 50 K 31 and a half mile, um, on a trail in Carlisle, mass, uh, not super hilly, but there were some hills and there were a lot (laughs) for me. I'm only run on the road. So I, I had run like a couple trails over the summer, but like I, I won't run in the dark by myself. I also won't run on a trail by myself. And I think it had like 4,000 feet of gain. So not no hills, but not like well, crazy. For somebody who's not like I didn't have any experience really running and I still don't. But what were your, so at the end of that race, like the day after when you recouped your thoughts, did you have any like aha moments? Like I should have done this differently or I shouldn't have eaten that or um, water intake or anything like that? No. I would say I thought I probably should have trained more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like everybody says that. It doesn't matter. It could be an elite athlete at the Boston Marathon, and after they'll be like, "Ugh, should have, I should have put in more work." Mm, Yeah, but I could have done more trails. And but like I said, I don't run by myself on trails, so you have to kind of and and we don't want to run on the dark in trails. And me and my friends run at five. That's like when we run every time is five a.m. Very rarely do we get our like a light run like light outside um so it's kind of hard to train on the trails but um i don't know I, when's I the last time you ran alone i mean i i think i went from for a couple like jogs in the middle yeah. of the day when the baby naps but yeah. i i don't i don't know i don't love running i like being with somebody for safety first and foremost but also then we chat and then you lose you know track of you know, yeah. I hate this. <laughs> Not thinking like. Yeah, that goes both ways, though, because if you train alone and then you end up running in a race, I feel like the banter, like for me, I primarily run alone. And when I'm in a race and people are chatting with me, I feel like that feeling of time passing is multiplied because I'm so used <laughs> because, to being alone. Probably because you're like more socially awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> but like when people are chatting, it's, it's like miles. I mean, strangers, by. yeah, strange. Yeah. I could see that with strangers, but my my friends, like my girlfriends, were like, we have so much in common. We're always chatting, and we get you know on a topic, and we just go off, and then all of a sudden, our runs over, and it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about the the ultra running with me? Did I help the miles melt by? Tell the people out there. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah, I liked running with you a lot. And towards the end, I was like, I could never have done this by myself. To, um, now, to be fair, you did seem a little annoyed with me at points. <laughs> I don't remember. When. <laughs> well, near the I end, mean, when I kept trying to talk to you and you're like, just shut up. Well, Let's get this I, over with. <laughs> I feel like that's just like part of yeah. part of 
ultra running, but yeah. I don't know that. I mean, you could tell me, but at the end when you're just like in so much pain. So for the first well, the only marathon, the only marathon I did, we did with a group of friends and it was in 2020 and um, we had set it up so that we would run a half marathon around in a circle and then come back and then meet people at one spot and then run a 10K with them and then come back and then meet people and then run a five. And it was like the same spot. And in our heads, we were like, we're going to pick up new people. We're going to be super motivated and like it will be give us new life every time we pick up more people. It's like a pacer. Almost. And yeah, so we had like a timed thing and it was like a whole thing and it was awesome but at the same time it was a disaster because I didn't realize how I mean I know how awful it is when you're tired to have to like run by your car or your house like yeah. do another lap yeah um but when I was in so much pain I didn't even care like that there were new people and then they're like hey and like, I was just like don't, shut up don't talk to me <laughs> which I feel like it takes a lot of miles to get to that point at least for me but yeah most, no I think everyone I like I think everyone feels people. that like near the end of a ultra you don't really want to chat and smile. You're just like, well, I guess you do. I don't know. I, I think people deal with it in different ways, you know? Yeah. It might help. It might hurt. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was starting to get an anxious too at the end of that because my ankle started hurting and I was too afraid to run because I thought I was hurting it worse. And so I'd hurt my ankle on the marathon I did and I couldn't run for like three months. Um, it was like my ankle and my foot. I don't even know. Um, and I started feeling that same pain at the end of the ultra. So I, I just full out panicked because all I could see was not running for months. And I yeah. and I was afraid to even move. And you're like, come on, just dog a little. And I was just <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The, the, let's go back to my first 100 mile ultra marathon when you paced me well, I know. And for the you, last 12 miles of the race. Well, I tried like really hard to like lift your spirits. And then you told me like way later, like literally like a year later, you're like, I hated you. <laughs> I actually hated you that day. I was like, oh, I was like, what? So, so for, for the listener, well, I, at my first 100 miler, it was what, mile 88. You paced for the last 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And I picked up Jen as my pacer. It was great, like seeing her and, you know, getting a hug and a kiss and like motivation. But then we got out there and Jen's like, all right, <laughs> let's go. She was like drill sergeant Jen trying to motivate me to run the last 12 miles. And I was in like, the pain cave grandpa shuffle walk mode and you're like you let's go pretty quick and some of those hills were so steep and you were like coming ahead of me and i was like in my head i'm like crap like pull yourself together like you're <laughs> supposed to be facing him and i was like tripping and i'm like i'm fine it's fine <laughs> oh that but, was a that was an experience though but i, I guess feel like. i understand now <laughs> that i should have just be quiet and ran next to you but. So let's talk about what's next for for us as a as a couple. Well, I noticed the other day on your podcast that you said your next race was in May, and I don't think you mentioned the one in April. Oh, that right, we're supposed it's to be April. running together. I was like, oh, I I assume so, you're gonna still do that. So this is uh, gonna backfire on me hard, but April. So the race we're running is first, right? Yeah, it is, and. So I signed up for a race that I do every year called the Waypack and Back. I always say Waypack, but it's Waypack and Back. It's like a mountain race uh, in in the middle of Massachusetts, uh, border of New Hampshire. And I do it every year, so I signed up. And then Jen asked me to run a race with her, uh, and I, I signed. Feel like I asked you first. You did, but I signed Fair. up for that too. And me, I'm kind of like fly by the sea in my pants kind of guy. So I I just booked both 
without looking at the dates, only to realize they're about a week apart. No, what day in they're, May? I think they're two weeks apart. What day in May? I think, race. I think it's uh, the first weekend of May. Oh, yeah. that's. It might be a week or two weeks. In either case, it's like a couple weeks apart. And let's compound that more with my freaking broken toe that I got going on. I haven't run a lot in the past couple of months. So this time around, well, so we're running a 50K together at the Trail Animals Running Club Spring Classic, right? What you told me was as flat as a pancake. It's pretty flat. That's what you said about the last one, though. So I have trust issues. Yeah, this one's really flat, though. Like, okay. I, I, I cleared the course. I uh, volunteered there to sweep, and it was pretty mellow. It's okay. like, Well, I was thinking if I rain my butt off and you have a broken toe and can't train, we would meet somewhere in the middle and we could almost like, I wouldn't like, because I, I know you were held back at the last race. You were just like running it with oh, me. Come on. And I felt bad. Well, I don't you're going to be, could have gone any faster. If you wait for me but this I'm time, hoping, it's going to be freaking ugly. Well, I'm hoping <laughs> that we'll kind of be on the same level for this one. I don't Maybe. know. I think you're going to be way, way well off way better trained than me. It's going to be ugly for me, but we'll I'll see. How was your run yesterday with your, it went well, it went well. Yeah. Yeah. How you, how are you feeling for the upcoming ultra? Are you, do you feel like you're trained for it now? You're, you've been out there every day. I um, feel like, I feel like I'm not really any more trains than I was for the last one, but uh, I would disagree with that. You're coming home every day and be like, just did nine, just did whatever, like a lot I'm of miles. I'm trying to add, yeah, I'm trying to add some more miles, at least during the week. And then my friend's training for a marathon. That's the week before, which she wants me to run with her. And I'm like, I can't do that. It's too close to the ultra. But I'm training up with her. So every week you're adding on mileage. How many miles you're so, at per week um, right now? Well, we've done 16, um, but I'm doing 16 again tomorrow. And then I think I'm only going to go up to like 18 or 19. And then like, I don't know, I'm not like obviously a professional runner, but at a certain point, are you just getting diminishing returns? Like, did you keep adding more miles because I'm trying to improve the quality of my run and I'm trying to add hills during the week and trying to add. So at the end of our long runs, the last couple of miles, I've been trying to pick up the pace and trying to do some different things to get better results in less time. But I don't. I'll, well, I'll if you're, I, yeah, I'm not a coach. I'm not a professional. But I think if you have structure to your routine, or if you're doing hills or intervals, uh, or you know strides during your long runs or whatever, and mixing that in, it will definitely pay off in the long run. And if you do like easy long runs and you know pepper that in, so you're not straining too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at my training, I'm just. I'm just volume, <laughs> like the more volume, the yeah. better for me. Well, like 50 I struggle because I do 60. weights too and I love doing weights and I go take a gym class now that I love that's weights and sprinting, which I thought was going to help my running because I'm sprinting. Um, but I feel like the more and more you run, the less you can do of other things. So that bothers me because I like, I want to do everything. <laughs> um, yeah, it's challenging. So... Anyways, get ready for that. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned to the main YouTube channel because we will certainly have a um, a, a follow up video about that race, especially if like Jen um, doesn't wait for me and just lets me collapse That's on the ground not and happen. and 
steps on me and uses me to get over like a puddle of water and then just leaves me for dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that wouldn't happen. Um, so I, I don't really have a lot to talk about here, but I do want to get into the Q and a that we got on Instagram because I do think that'll be fun. And we are limited on time today because our kids getting off the bus at yeah. in about 40 minutes. Yeah. So we need to, uh, keep this ball rolling. I'm a little nervous. I the Q and a wanted to see what questions you were going to ask. Don't be nervous. They're all pretty, pretty tame. Nothing, <laughs> nothing weird came through. <laughs> okay. So for Would you ask me, no, I'd probably filter that <laughs> uh, for the listener out there for the viewer. If you want to be featured in the podcast, um, follow me on Instagram at chase the summit. Every week I put up a story with a little question box. You can go in there, type in a question and end up on the show, which is fun. And it's fun to answer and read things. So um, not a ton of questions, but they are, I think they will spark some topic, some, some conversation. So the first one, uh, this one's good. From Jill, just, I can't say the word, the name. Uh, how often do you two get to run together? <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> never once. Well, during that ultra we did, and on vacation a couple of times in Florida we did. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that one vacation we went on. Like, like five years ago. Literally five years yeah. ago, I think. So when you have four never. children, four children and no, like, um, family directly next to you or well, my they're close are like 10 minutes yes. down the street, but they right. watch but you'd our have kids to... all the time. And it's hard to, for, it's hard to say, can you watch our kids so we can go for a run together yeah. when they already watch the kids for, and that would have to be, else. that would have to be premeditated. We'd have to call them a, you know, a few days ahead of time, be like Saturday, can you come over well, so I we can run ask together? them for the ultra to watch the kids. Yes. But, so that would be the next time we run but like run. casually training wise, like during the week, we never, ever run together. Jen gets the morning shift and typically I'll, I'll take an afternoon or midday run, try to squeeze that in. So yeah. the answer to your question is never. I, once the kids get old enough where we can kind of leave them alone for a little bit. Yeah. But that's a long way. Or we have a 17 month old. So, or until the, the oldest is old enough to babysit the others, True. which I'm uh, skeptical on that, yeah. but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Someday. Uh, next, next question is from Torbjorn HB, a Patreon member. Shout out. Thanks for, uh, for joining the conversation, not joining. It's not a live stream, Dave. Uh, to Jen, are you tempted to participate in another ultra marathon and congrats on your first? I think we already answered oh, we that already question. Answered. Uh, and he also says off topic, uh, but congrats on the new studio and job, Dave. Thank you very much. M Seber to one five two. How do you have the energy to run? to run really far while also taking care of so many kids. I don't know. It's weird because they say like keeping healthy and exercising and running gives you energy, which it does. But also when I have to get up at four 30 in the morning, like I have energy for the day, but then after lunch I have like a moment where I'm like, stay awake, start crashing and then I'm okay for dinner. And then we put the kids in bed and like, the second they're in bed, I get in bed, like pass out immediately. It's kind of sad. Like every <laughs> night <laughs> we like don't even like have time to like talk to each other because we're both just so tired. I don't know. Yeah. I try on the weekends. Sometimes I can like squeeze in a nap when she's napping the baby, um, the other kids, whatever I can. nap. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just go to bed early. That's pretty much it. I get wake up super early to run. 
and I go to bed early. And the only times I long run is on Saturdays and I probably don't get back. I start at five. I don't get back till depending on how long I'm running, like eight, nine a.m. So you're already done breakfast and everything. But in the mm. mornings I have to start. Sometimes I start at quarter of five um, and then I can run all the way up until 630, which is when I have to come in and wake you up. If you're not already awake, usually you are wake the kids up, I jump in the shower, you do breakfast, and then it's like scramble to get out the door. So I don't have too much time to long run during the week if I wanted to. I think uh, the the takeaway is like uh, support, give and take for, for both of us because like, I don't know, if either of us weren't supportive, then neither of us would do anything. And we'd both be, we're both always <laughs> yeah. fried. Like there's no energy Either there's, way, there's nothing left by the end of the day. There's nothing left. Uh, like the Garmin body battery is a funny metric. Yours is always oddly high, which I don't understand. But mine, when I go to bed at night, it's at like five. It depends. It really, it really is useful. Like it tells me when I'm over training and I know it, like yeah. it shows it. But sometimes you are, you're like super tired and yours is like, oh, 80% yeah, or Yeah, I have had that happen. Or I felt a lot of energy and it's telling me I have a low number, mm. but- I don't know. Suspect. It's not like totally accurate, but I feel like for the most part it is like I can tell when I've done too much or if I'm not taking one of my goals for the for 2023 was to take at least one rest day a week because I was not taking rest days at all and I was just like crashing. But when I don't run or I don't do anything, I get anxious during I feel like I need that like stress relief in the morning. And then if I would skip it, I would just feel anxious. So I kind of had to like mentally put that aside and give myself a day or two to sleep in. Um, so I've been doing that. And it, honestly, it's made a huge difference. I, I was concerned for a minute there because you were like not sleeping and then running nine miles in the morning and then not sleeping again. I so I feel like you do need to pepper in like strategic nights of good sleep. Well, I never run too many days in a row. I run and then do weights the next day and then run and do weights and run. But I was never getting like a rest day. So my body probably wasn't recovering. Yeah. And I feel like just that one day a week where I sleep an extra hour, like I'll still get up at like, you know, 530 instead of 430. And I can tell the difference. I always get frustrated when I read articles or watch YouTube videos of people being like, sleep is the most important thing for your body to recover. And it's probably true. But like in our situations, so what? Like, it doesn't, when are you going to schedule that in, you know? I know. It's, and it is, it's true. It makes a difference. And the times that I've let myself rest, I've seen, like I've seen it, I felt it, but it's very hard when you have very limited time yeah. all the time. All right. Next question. Uh, feel the need. Does Jen still wear a Phoenix 6S? This person knows what watch you wear. No, because it broke on that ultra. Well, this is the second half to that question. Do you feel the need to upgrade? Um, oh, go back and watch the ultra video, by the way, because her watch had an epic so, failure yeah, during that. The battery started dying. Of course, it waited until the day I ran an ultra marathon to decide <laughs> it was going to die. Yeah. And so at like mile like 16 or 20, I forget when it was, I started like freaking out and you did a video. You somehow saved me because I was honestly going to like throw myself off a cliff if yeah. I did that and it wasn't recorded. So we put it in low power mode. We put it in low power GPS mode, GPS only mode. We turned off the heart rate sensor, turned down the screen backlight, like everything I could do to just cripple it as much as possible. So we'd at least get the time and GPS track. Um, and that got you through, okay. but, but you finished in like, 
He finished with like four percent or something. It, it was like really made low. It. Yeah, it it made it. Um, but since I haven't used that watch since because now it can't be trusted. Um, <laughs> and so what did you give me this venue? Yeah. Yep. So she's gave me. she's wearing the Garmin okay. Venue two. Which I like, but I miss the maps. I keep telling you I want my map now that I'm doing back up to the high mileage. I liked the maps because we would do our route ahead of time and I would put it on my watch. So Dude, here's a question mapping. for you, though. This is something I, I see on YouTube a lot in regards to the maps. Everybody is like, I don't need the Phoenix because I don't need maps. So what about the maps do you find like? On, I mean, on I that, you can do like the basic it, but nav. But when you start using it and then it's hard it gets to go back. taken away, yeah. it's a problem. So I like to put, plug in the run beforehand and get my time, especially if I'm like, you know, doing a really long run and have to be back by a certain time and it tells you what time you're going to finish based on your pace. And um, or if you just don't know where you're going and you got the little buzz, like I was using that when we got up to the really high mileage. So I missed that. Yeah. Um, there was something else that I said I missed the other day when I said, Oh, I uh, training status, like the detraining, yeah. yeah. uh, improving, like all that stuff. Yeah. It was just interesting. I mean, I didn't need it, but yeah. it wasn't, it was interesting. Cause the, the venue SQ2 that you're wearing doesn't have like any of that stuff, which is like the annoying thing about Garmin. Like they come on, they put everything in silos. If you want this, you get to spend a thousand bucks if you want it. But there seems like it's just a software thing. And I hear that complaint all I know, the time. Yeah. My, I mean, I, I want like a better watch. <laughs> like I want the math, but it's they're so expensive. It's so hard to justify. And if I thought it was going to like last me forever, but I feel like the bat, they're just like iPhones where like eventually they self-destruct like the battery. I don't know. Maybe I'm ch overcharging mine or maybe I'm just not. You properly. do chargers a lot. I you charge it every day, but only while I'm in the shower. So only like 20 minutes because I wear it to bed. But I don't yeah. know. I just feel like the battery doesn't last and well you're so hard to spend that on your money. phoenix 6s that was a few years old and unfortunately that old no it wasn't it, that old. it was you got no, it it wasn't yeah i had it came out oh i had it in 2020 yeah it came out three years ago four and years ago it died in 2022 it was only two years old yeah that's true i, I don't know. know i don't know it's hard, just hard to spend that kind of money but people are gonna I watch mean, us and be like spend that kind of money like you think People probably assume you get the hookup, but you don't. Sorry to spoil no. it. No, <laughs> I've been asking for a new one. I was like, maybe for Christmas. I'm like, I don't know, wait for yeah, Christmas. Maybe for Christmas. <laughs> maybe maybe next Christmas. Do you have anything in your closet? Like some watches? Well, I, I said she could borrow a couple, but she doesn't like black. Well, he gave me watches. one that was like a black thing that I have very small wrists. And I'm like, I'm not going to wear it. Like, I wear mine 24 7, so I'm not going to wear like some huge. So the form oh, factor gee. plays a big role and yeah. yeah, I understand that. Yeah. The next, yeah. the next question is from you, a cop who says, what watch does Jen wear? <laughs> I think we answered that already. Now I'm wearing this venue, but I want, I want a Phoenix something. Back. Phoenix seven S can work on that. We can work on that. You know, my, next Christmas, maybe, <laughs> uh, Andrew ARW. Let's go right to the next question after that. Uh, how can I convince my wife to start running without making it a chore? That's a good one for you. Um, By the way, can anyone hear our dog snoring oh in the God, background? He's snoring so we should loud. we should put a mic on him. Conan, Conan, he's old and. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, you, I feel like you can't convince somebody 
a run. You can't convince someone to work out. You can try. I mean, they just have to want. I've, I've been, I don't know, as, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, as a fitness leader or whatever I am in my community, I have tried very hard to get and I've tried to make things fun and we do challenges and it's helpful, but it's to a certain point, I feel like somebody has to want it. I mean, you yeah. can't just make someone want to run if they don't like running. I would say to try and find something else that they're interested in if they like going for walks or doing finding a gym class they like or doing yoga or finding like I don't know, bar studio or karate studio. If you're trying to get like, you want to be active together, you have to find something that you actually enjoy. Although, like I said, I don't really enjoy running. I just like the feeling after. It's I I know when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do it, especially if it's cold. Yeah. But I just crave that feeling after. I draw. Those endorphins, they come after you. And, and once I, and if I can keep, if I remember how I felt after, that's what motivates me to do it again. I think a big part of getting like a partner or a spouse to get into it is there's always like a level of um, like uh, it feels intimidating, especially if somebody's in like super good shape. Like if your yeah. husband or wife's like running marathons all the time and you're not, and then they're like, let's go for a run. It's like, I don't know. Right now, if you ask me to go for a run, I'd be like, I don't know, Jenna, because I haven't done anything in a couple of months and it feels intimidating. Like it's embarrassing to expose your fitness level to other people, especially if you're close to them. So I feel like one tip is maybe dial it back. You try to lower that, um, tr that, you know, expectation factor where you could just say, let's go for a walk, maybe a jog and leave it there instead of being like, let's go kill a run, you know, like make it yeah, less intense. Yeah. Or go, yeah. Go for a walk or feel like let's just run in between leg poles or yeah. something or like time to time things where you run for two minutes and walk for five minutes or something like that you know just like lower that expectation yeah, i don't really know like the backstory to this person if the wife is just adamant about not wanting to run it sounds like from the tone i would say it just seems like a chore like she, she doesn't want to do it so maybe you're right if she doesn't want to do it now she may never want to do it yeah, I but know. I also think that could be disguised in intimidation that, you know, from her perspective, like if the husband's like jacked and in great shape and she's, you know, not there, like going for a run with him yeah, is just going to make friends, you feel bad. I have this like group of runner friends and we've all like just been going through cycles where a couple of us will excel and get faster and then it's like everyone like every few years it's like some people are excelling some people are falling behind we you know some of us had babies some of us are trying to come back and it's very intimidating if you go so long and to go back and just jump back into and I've seen it with my friends who like a lot of you know me and a couple of my friends are kind of running a lot more now because we're training for a man then there's a few other friends that are intimidated by that and that's making them not want to show up for runs because they think they're going to fall behind and it's just not motivating yeah. Um, so I mean, definitely make a good point. I haven't had babies, but uh, you know, <laughs> on my personal level, I feel like that's why I run alone a lot of the time because, uh, you know, people invite me like, Hey, let's go meet at the fells and do a loop or something. But then I always feel like I'm either going to be the guy dragging everyone down because I'm too slow yeah, but unless or I'm like the go-getter and everyone's like, oh, what the heck's wrong with that? Why is he going too? Why is he going so hard today? Well, unless somebody's like specifically training for something and has to keep a pace, if someone just wants to casually run, you can 
just assume they're trying to run socially and they're not yeah. gonna they don't care if they're running a little slower a little faster yeah. i feel like a lot of you know me and my friends aren't you know there's some days where like you know if we're doing a 5k or something we want to push ourselves like we get it but they're most of the easy runs we'll just run whatever pace whoever sets the pace it's like doesn't matter and nobody's mad if they, we, we run slower or you know faster or whatever yeah um it's just nobody you know if somebody has to stop no one's gonna care we've all been there so well, does that answer your question, Andrew? The, ARW. The the, question that was, was the question about it, running being a chore. Oh, but I, I, that was good. I, I feel like maybe there's some tidbits in there that are useful. Um, the, the last question I have here are is from the wandering social worker, uh, Jen. How often does Dave make you the guinea pig for testing new devices? Never. No, you it hasn't, always do hasn't it happened yourself. yet. It got close though with the toe situation. I almost. Started secretly, secretly strapping watches to your ankles before you leave. I offer, but it's hard. Like, I don't know, even know how that would work. If you wanted me to test a watch, you don't know. You'd have to know exactly what I was doing and what I was feeling. Yeah. Right. Well, um, if I was just doing like an objective comparison of heart rate sensors or GPS accuracy, yeah, I could probably oh, just yeah. strap a bunch to you and let you, let you go. <laughs> we'll try that. Yeah. You haven't given me any. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> if there's something like, Cool. I'll try it. <laughs> I'll try to get that Phoenix you seven. You gave me one time like the headphone, like headband that had like headphones. In oh it. yeah. The head the, with the it vibrating. Didn't work, work. Yeah. I didn't like it. No, they were, they were not good. I thought it was brilliant because I always have the problem where I have, if it's cold, I want to put my headphones over the headband. So I was like, this is genius. But I, it, I, I feel like it, there's a big opportunity work. there for someone to do it right. But that one yeah. wasn't. It great. was only on like one side too, wasn't yeah. it? Like just one. And I was like, who's doing that? But yeah. I I remember yeah. that. I made a video about that. That weird headband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Sorry. I didn't yeah. Blowing up my spot over here. <laughs> All right. Well, this was just a little chat with my wife, Jen. Um, that's the end of the questions. Um, we gotta, we gotta go because it's, uh, we've been recording for 45 minutes almost. And I feel like we didn't even get to a lot of the stuff I wanted to, but well, this is one of many. This will be like a little trend. If, yeah. If anyone's interested, I feel like I could talk for a long time. About there's there's going to be a lot of comments of people being interested in all the things that you, you want to talk about, <laughs> but um, stay tuned. We'll, we'll do this again. Um, I feel like this will be good. Like every now and then we'll touch base. We'll check in before the race in May and talk about, how we're planning, what the training's like, what, what the packing list looks like with, you know, all that stuff. Um, because you know, that's coming up quick, only a couple of months away. I can't believe that. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for that. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple podcasts or Spotify and leave us a comment. A five-star review is always helpful on all of the things. Um, and one more shout out before we take off. To the Patreon members and YouTube members, uh, much appreciated. Thank you very much. Check out the merch store. Jen, final words. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks Honored for coming. to be your first guest yeah, up here. First, first real life guest. We did it. Wait. Uh, oh, these boom mics. So these boom mics. All right, friends. That's it for this one. Uh, stay tuned for the next one. Follow on Instagram so you can be part of the Q&A. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Yay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Yay.